0: Welcome to the Journey Youth Podcast. Here's the place where you can catch up on past and future messages. Be sure to subscribe so you get updates when new messages go live. I hope you enjoy it. Gratefulness is going to change your life, you guys. We live in a world that is so ungrateful. Amen? The world is so ungrateful and we, apart from God, we are so ungrateful, right? Amen? Amen. But we have so much to be thankful for in our lives, whether it's physical things, or um, spiritual blessings that God has given us, uh, salvation, whatever it is. Uh, I just encouraged somebody, two people actually yesterday to do this, and I want to encourage all of you guys. Uh, whip out your phone right now. If you have a device, just whip it out and go to your calendar. Go to your calendar, and then... Um, it doesn't matter. They have, they've got calendars on their phones. Um, yeah, if you've got a paper calendar at home, do this too. But if you have a flip phone, this probably will work. Go to your calendar and then choose, you know, whenever you usually like wake up, choose a time that's like five or ten minutes after that. Okay? So if you wake up at 7.30, set it for 7.40. Go to your calendar if you have an iPhone. However you guys want to do it, calendars will do it, reminders will do it, alarms will do it. Literally, anything on your phone will probably do it. You can do that. Whenever you get there, set it for like five to 10 minutes after you wake up, normally. And in the little memo area, or name the alarm, or the reminder, whatever it is, I want you to write in there, say out loud three things I'm thankful for today. You don't need 10 minutes to do that. But you need, you need to set it for like you know, five or ten minutes after you wake up because you know, sometimes you're a little, a little sleepy in the morning. But if, if it works to set it at the same time, go for it. Gratefulness will change your life and this will create a pattern and a habit in your life that is going to change the way you view the world and the way that you view your life. So make sure you set it as a recurring reminder or alert or calendar event, okay? Because then it will happen every day, every day. Man, look at me up here telling you guys how to use technology, and you're like, you're, you guys are down there going, I don't know how to do that. what? So go to, go to what? What's this called? An application? Yeah. Now you guys know how I usually feel. Hey, can we get a little bit of house lights up here? Just this front row, I'm feeling like I'm speaking into a cave, and I don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> um, all right. First things first, who's ready to make 20 bucks tonight? Are you really? Are you ready to make 20 bucks? Do you know how you're gonna make 20 bucks? Okay, then you weren't here two, two weeks ago, but you can, you can begin to make 20 bucks tonight. Okay, who has been trying to memorize the verse? Raise your hand if you've been trying to memorize the verse. Nope. Nice. Hey, honesty is key, you guys. Honesty is the first step to, to dealing with these problems in your life. Um, all right, is anybody ready to get up here and, and like get your name in the hat for 20 bucks? Because you've got to be able to recite a verse. Colossians 1, 9 through 14. Do you know that verse? Okay. Next week. Next, week. Next week. We'll get you a card. Is anybody ready to get up here and recite it? Give it a stab at it? No. you got to right here, man. Right here. Yeah, yeah, the Bible's open. You can just come up here. And, no. You've got to be able to recite it from the, from the heart. Oh, yeah, one more week. You got it. You got it. Yeah, you got it. But, I mean, you, have, you didn't even raise your hand tonight that you've been trying, so you better try this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I trust you. You're going you're gonna to just send it this week. You, you think you can give it a try? Should Ariana try it, you guys? Should she try it? Should she give a stab at it? All right, come on up here. Give it a try. Come on, make us proud. (laughs) Make us proud. I will come to her. I did that last week too. She's looking at her phone. She can't do it right now. Um, All right, so for those of you in the dark here in the cave that you're in right now, Colossians, we are, in, we are studying the book of Colossians this month. It's in the New Testament. It was written by Paul. And uh, we, t- uh, three weeks ago, gave you guys a passage of scripture, and we said, if you can memorize this by heart, get up in front of everybody and say it, we will put your name in a drawing for $20. And guess what? If you're the only person in the drawing, guess who gets the 20 bucks? You do. Yeah. There's no, no games here, no gimmicks. If you're the only name in the hat, you get the 20 bucks. So I believe there's some actual, some cards back there with the verse on it. Memorizing scripture will also change your life. I'm just all about changing your life tonight. You guys ready to change your life? Um, I can memorize I've got about like three quarters of it down. Yeah, so we're we're in about the what's that? put your name in Ah I'm gonna refrain, because you know, I, I know you guys you got McFlurries and stuff to buy, so I'm gonna refrain. Um Anyways, Colossians 3 is where we're at tonight, and um, I hope that this has been beneficial for you guys, uh, to just see what God's Word says. I know it's been beneficial for me, because sometimes uh, you just hear what people say, but you don't really know where they're drawing it from, or you just, like, hear one verse from a part of the Bible, and you're like, that sounds really good, and but you don't really know any more than that, so um, it's been really I've loved doing this just see that. This was a letter. Y'all have a letter on your, your chair, right? Why do you have a letter? Who can say why you have a letter? I didn't understand any of that. But <laughs> <laughs> see, guys, <somebody laughs> because this, that is so true, because somebody put it there. But you have it in letter form uh, because this was a letter that was sent in the mail, right? They probably didn't have mail back then, but they had, uh, people who delivered letters, letter carriers, like old school UPS drivers. And so they, the, Colossians, the Colossians would have gotten this letter from Paul, who was like, who was Paul? Who is Paul, the Apostle Paul? He was the greatest missionary of all time, of all time almost, if if we can put one missionary in that spot of greatest of all time. He had a face-to-face encounter with Jesus, and he went from killing Christians to converting Christians. Woo. I mean, talk about change in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thankful that none of us need that big of a life change in here tonight. <laughs> as far as we know, nobody's in here uh, killing Christians. Um, so you have this as a letter. What you have in front of you is an actual uh, transcript from the Bible in letter form to represent part of the letter that the Colossians would have gotten. And uh, we're in chapter 3 tonight, and um, up until this point, the Apostle Paul, he's been telling us about who Jesus is. He's been saying, hey, Jesus is the best thing ever. Jesus died on the cross. Don't forget that Jesus is the only way to know God that Jesus has set you free from uh, a bunch of rules to try and make yourself on your own a good person. Uh, Jesus is the only one who can transform your life. And so at this point in the book, the Apostle Paul is actually flipping from here's who Jesus is into here's how you live with Jesus in your life. And and I just wanna, is it okay if we get like a little, little bit classroom here just for like two minutes? Just a little bit classroom, just a little bit. Uh, I want to, I want to give you guys a little understanding on two big churchy words that you've probably heard, but have no idea what they mean, because I didn't know what they meant up until a few years ago either. So is that cool? Because how many times have you guys heard like a pastor or a speaker or a Christian say a word and you're like, oh, amen, sister, amen, brother. And you're like, I I don't know what that means. I I have no idea. I've had that happen so many times and I don't like it. So I want to give you guys a little bit of uh, knowledge to help you because these are words that appear in the Bible and um, give us understanding. So the first word is justification. Who's heard that word? Raise your hand if you've heard justification or justified. That's what the Apostle Paul has been talking about in the first half of this book. He's been talking about justification. And what justification is... It means that we've been saved. We have a relationship with God because of our faith in Jesus and nothing else, okay? So you are saved and Ariana, you're going to heaven. Why? Because you have faith that Jesus Christ is the only way and that you are a sinful person and Jesus was the only one who could forgive you of your sins. And now because Jesus was perfect and you believe in Jesus, now God looks at you as perfect. Okay? So, Justification is a part, it, 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 there's absolutely no work in it, okay? There's absolutely no, like, here's what you gotta do. You gotta, you gotta show up at church. You gotta read your Bible. You gotta do this and this and this. It's only by faith. Faith is just believe, you know? You believe in Jesus, right? You believe that he's the only way. It's not just like, I believe that Jesus is real. It's, I believe that Jesus is the only way I'm going to know God, and he's the only way that I'm going to spend eternity in heaven with him, with God. So, in justification, if if you're a believer in here tonight, you have been justified through faith. That sounds pretty technical, right? But next time you hear that, you're going to be like, Amen, sister, and you're going to know what it means. Now, the second half, the second word that I want you to know is, and do you, have, do you have something to write with? Do you guys have a phone or a journal or a pen? I want you to write that down, because it's actually on the screen. I want you to write down the word justification. Do it, Ariana. Come on, do it. Write it down. Justification, J-U-S-T-I-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. I spelled that from heart. No, I didn't, I looked at the screen. justification. That's where your faith starts. That's where relationship with Jesus starts. In simply believing that he is the way, the truth, and the life. It doesn't start, salvation doesn't start with you reading your Bible. It doesn't start with you showing up at church and then God's like, hey, I think that person looks good enough to be a part of the family. It starts with you, are, you believe in Jesus and now you have the perfection of Jesus in your life. That second word is sanctification, okay? I know you're probably still figuring out how to spell the first one, but it's on the screen. (laughs) Sanctification is the second word. Raise your hand if you've heard that word before. Sanctification or sanctified. Yeah. Do you have something to write with? Do you guys have a phone? Sanctification is what happens after you believe in Jesus. After you have a relationship with Jesus. After God has looked at you and said, yep, you have the perfection of Christ because you believe in him, that he's the only way. And then we begin a lifelong process of sanctification. Now what that is, is it's the process of physically becoming the way God sees us, okay? Because... That's where your faith You can come to God as a sinner. You can come to God as, uh, we saw in the Bible, murderers, uh, prostitutes, uh, robbers, thieves, like really messed up people who came to Jesus. And Jesus said, yes, I see your belief. I see that you want to know God and that you understand that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. but it doesn't just stop with that. You can come to God as a sinner, but you can't stay that way, okay? If you are in a relationship with Jesus, you can have a lot of problems. You can be messed up. You can be lost in sin, but you can't stay that way for the rest of your life, right? So sanctification, being sanctified, um, it's like, it's becoming like Jesus in our actual behavior, right we look up to jesus and we go wow what a what a guy right he's he's the perfect man of all time like there was no one like jesus no one's ever been perfect and we want to be like jesus right so sanctification is becoming like jesus in our actual behavior right does that make sense yes. yeah and the process of sanctification, or you could call it being made holy, being uh, perfected. I think in, in the book of James, it talks about being perfected, that we would become perfect. That at the end of our life, we'd be able to say, man, I just look a lot more like God than I did when I started following him 20 years ago or 50 years ago or you know, 75 years ago, whatever it is, that we get to the end of our life and say, wow, I look, I'm, I'm much more holy than I was when I started. And so sanctification must happen in a believer's life because it's the evidence of your relationship with Jesus. Because Jesus and you can't be in the same room and you you and Jesus can't have a relationship and you stay the way that you are for the rest of your life. Does that make sense? So you going through change you being convicted by the Holy Spirit as you walk with Christ, you going from uh, somebody who is bitter all the time and likes to gossip and likes to swear and uh, whatever it is, a person who's filled with sin. Now, as you are being sanctified, as you have a relationship with Jesus, you begin to hate those things. Right? We don't like sin. As believers, we hate sin. We don't like it in our life. We don't it happens, but we don't like it when it ha- Who's taking pictures of me? At least tag me, okay? Tag, tag me later. <laughs> I got like four on my Instagram, so I got I to gotta bump it up. Uh, <laughs> so it's proof that we have a real relationship with Jesus, Okay. I don't know if you guys have ever had this question of like, man, am I really saved or not? Like, how do I know if, if I have a real relationship with God? Well, if you're going through change in your life and you hate sin, you don't want that in your life anymore, that means you're going through the process of sanctification and you have the proof of a relationship with Jesus, okay? So, is that enough classroom time? Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's good, that's good. So those are your two words, justification and sanctification. You'll, you'll hear those, you'll see them in the Bible, and that's what they mean broken down. And here's why I describe those to you, because we can't think that our work is getting us a relationship with Jesus. We cannot believe that coming to church and reading our Bible and being a good person and not swearing and trying not to do things is giving us a relationship with Jesus, okay? That is not how it works. You have a relationship with Jesus because you believe that he's the only way, you believe that you need a savior and Jesus is the only one who can connect you with God, okay? That's, that's how you have a relationship with, with God. The works of a Christian, the, the desire to be, a, you know, I hate to use this, but quote, unquote, a good person, like to be a better person than, to, tomorrow than you are today, to uh, want to read your Bible, to show up to church. Those are things that, that we desire to do after we have a relationship with Jesus. And what Paul is talking about in this uh, third chapter is those things. So I don't want anybody in here tonight to hear, I have to do these things so that I can have right relationship with God. Okay? So let's, let's get into the text here. If you want to read along, we're just going to start out at chapter 3. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your, heart, your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Um, he starts off, he's been talking about, you have a relationship with Jesus. Now, here's what you need to do in light of that relationship with Jesus. You need to set your heart. Your, everybody say heart. You've got to set your heart on things above. You've got to set your heart on heaven. Because that's where you're destined for. You may temporarily live here on earth for the next however many years you're alive, but you are not a permanent resident of earth. You are a permanent resident of heaven, and that's where your heart needs to be set. And um, he kind of says the same thing twice. He says, set your heart on things above, and he says, set your mind on things above. Everybody say mind. mind. What it means, what it looks like to set your heart on things above is is um, it's like choosing that the aim of your life or the goal of your life would be to pursue Jesus. I want to live a life that pleases God in every way and is worthy of the Lord, right? It's kind of like a mission statement for your life. Businesses and like organizations, they have uh, mission statements that, that explain what they are all about. Here's why we exist as a company. As a believer, you exist as a human, as a person, to have relationship with Jesus. So to set your heart is kind of to just like set your whole life up on it and say, this is where I want my life to go. This is where I want to end up. Um, And it's kind of like a long-term perspective. He goes on to say, set your mind on things above. And this is kind of like the day-to-day minute by minute uh, process. You know, you're setting your heart on It's like saying, God, I love you so much. I just, I just, it's like, it's like in worship. We're like, yeah, Jesus, I love you so much. I just want to live my life for you and glorify you. But then when we leave this place, are we still doing that? Are we still like raising our hands? Like, yeah, God, so awesome. No, we're kind of like carrying on with the rest of our life. And that's where it gets hard to be a Christian, right? It's easy to be Christian in church when the music is loud and we're feeling the move of the spirit. It's hard to be a Christian when you're out there and you got homework going on and you gotta get to your shift at work. and You got all this other craziness at home or whatever it is. And that's why you gotta set your mind on things above. Um, He says, if you're a believer in Jesus you got to monitor your thought life. You got to know what you are preoccupied with. You you got you got to have a check on what you're thinking about. Um, and I think uh, I hear this a, a lot from you guys that. Um, you guys stress out a lot about school, a lot about like your grades and about what college you're gonna go to and if you're gonna get accepted and if your ACT scores are enough or you blew, blew that test or all this stuff. You guys, I hear that a lot. You guys have a lot of stuff going on at school and you're like worried about that stuff and you're thinking about it and you're always talking about it. And yet, usually what I hear when you guys talk about this. I'm not condemning you guys. I'm not like getting all up in your biz. I'm just speaking on something real that I've heard you guys say and what I've kind of picked up on. And this isn't any specific person in the room. I've probably talked with all of you about school at one point or another, right? Usually when we have those conversations, you guys are focused on things below. You guys are focused on on what's happening here and how that test score is going to impact your grade and then how that grade is going to impact your acceptance into that college. And man, if you don't get into that college, you're not going to have that awesome job. And then it's going to be a total collapse of your whole life here on earth. And all those things are good. And I am not discouraging you guys from trying really hard in school because that is the season that God has you in and that's where you are called to glorify Him right now and do the best that you can. But um, we gotta ask why am I so bent out of shape about that? Is it because I have my mind set on things above or is it because I have my mind set on things below, things of this earth and I'm so nervous and worried that if I blow this test or don't get the right ACT score, I'm not gonna get the things that I want and the things that um, I think that I need. We can't have our mind fixed on things below because we're not from here. We're not going to stay here. If you're a believer, you are destined for heaven, okay? you are You are destined for eternity with God. This is just a temporary stopping point in your life. And you're destined for so much more than this. And we can't be building a kingdom here and so focused here that we never turn our eyes up and fix our mind on things above. And I was on the internet this week just kind of like, thinking about this concept and I stumbled across uh, this one, uh, a couple uh, web articles um, about some celebrities who stay at hotels and months before they get there, they want the place painted a different color and they want a brand new bed in the room and they want you know different drapes and they want these kind of specific snacks in the, the fridge and they, man, I just don't really like that faucet in the shower. I like the rain head as opposed to the, you know, the pelting, you know, lava on my back. Like, I think that, let's just, let's just remodel this whole hotel room to my liking, okay? And they come and they stay for one night and they're gone, never to stay there again. Okay, you guys are all laughing because that's really stupid, right? That's like so what I do when I go to hotels. But that is a legit thing that there are some celebrities that have done and do when they stay at a hotel. They want the place exactly to their specs and they're not gonna stay there if it's not like that. You know, they got a multi-million dollar home in Hollywood and New York probably got one up in, in, uh, in Colorado that they stay at once in a while, but man, when I'm staying at that one hotel over in London, this place better be nice. And they blow tens of thousands of dollars on a remodel for something that they don't own and that they're not staying at for uh, permanently. That's so silly, and none of us in here would do that because that's just dumb. And yet, we do that in our actual lives here on earth. We're setting up camp, we're remodeling this this place, trying to build a kingdom for ourselves here when we're not destined to stay here. We're so so worried about the job that we're going to get, so worried about these all these details in life and and you're not going to stay here. So worried about those things and then our relationship with God starts to slip and we're not spending time with him. We're not getting in his word. We don't have time to uh, do these things that we want to do because we want to go through that process of sanctification. We want to be more like Jesus, but we can't because we don't have time for it because we're so fixed on trying to renovate our hotel room. Right? So whatever you're aspiring to do in this life, um... I believe that many of you, those are good things and dreams that God has put on your heart. But those are not just for you to have a good life here, okay? Those are not just for you to remodel your hotel room here. Those are things that you, God has put on your heart so that you can glorify him, so that you can go through a process of knowing him and and going through a struggle with him and and getting to know his heart and becoming more like him. And, And, you know, just um, through those things, being able to glorify God and other people seeing Christ in you and wanting to follow him okay that 's why God gives us dreams that 's why God gives us amazing talents i 'm not a proponent that we should just be like all right i 'm just going to work at mcdonald 's because you know i don 't want to invest in a career and i 'm just going to live in a in a camper down by the lake because you know i, I don 't want to remodel a hotel room that i 'm not no God has put things in you that are so specific that you need to do, okay? Whether that's a career, whether that's um, a talent or a skill that you have, whether that's academics in college, whether that's being a missionary or a business owner who gives radically to missions, whatever it is, you gotta do it for the Lord and you gotta fix your eyes on things above. Um, Like just for fun, I I looked up, I don't know why I thought of these two things, but like writing a book, you know, somebody in here might have a dream of like writing a book or somebody in here might have a dream of being a musician who creates amazing music. And just for fun, I like looked up in the last 100 years, um, what, how many books have been written? Take a stab at how many books have been written in the last 100 years. Yeah, 130 million books have been written in the last 100 years. And 100 million songs have been recorded in the last 100 years. And so if you have that dream, you know, just for example, if you have that dream and you're doing that because like, you think that's really cool and you want to remodel your hotel room here on Earth, nobody's going to remember your song. Nobody's going to read your book. But if if that's something that God has called you to do, that is going to bring so much glory to him. And it doesn't matter if there's 130 million books. God has called you to write that book so that maybe 10 people in the earth can read that and get such an amazing revelation of who God is. But if you're just doing it to remodel your hotel room, seriously, don't waste your time because nobody's (laughs) going to read your book and nobody's going to listen to your music in 100 years. Um, Okay, we got like two minutes here. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Therefore put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. We hate sin now because we're going through a process of sanctification, right? Right, you used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these anger rage malice slander and filthy language from your lips we hate these things why yes thank you do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, scathian, slave or free. But Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a problem with another person. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. I'm not going to say really anything about that because I think we've talked about that a number of times this year. The fruit of the Spirit, the acts of the flesh, all that stuff. Let the peace of Christ, we're verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with uh, all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs of the spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Gratitude will change your life, you guys. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Um, we have to live our lives for God. We have to totally fix our eyes on things above. We have to fix our heart, on things above we got to fix our mind on things above uh verse 16 let the message of christ dwell among you richly let the gospel just like flow out of your lives so much because your your mind is so fixed on things above as you teach one another your life is teaching somebody something okay and my prayer is that my life would teach somebody the gospel, that somebody would look at me and they would see Jesus because sanctification is happening in my life, because my eyes are fixed on things above. Your life is teaching somebody something, what is it? And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. whatever you guys do, whatever you set your, your hand to, whatever you set your mind to, as a believer, you gotta do it in the name of Jesus. Everything that you everything that you do, your job, your school, all of it, you gotta do it in the name of Jesus. Because if you do it in the name of Jesus, that's not like, you know, punch in and you're like, in the name of Jesus, I'm here at work. In the name of Jesus, I'm in the classroom. I'm not saying like verbally, say that. I mean, go for it. I I think you'd just totally do that. It'd be awesome. That's not what I'm getting at here. What I'm getting at is that the things that that we do need to be approved by the name of Jesus. That as we're becoming more like Christ, we would do things that Christ would do. And I believe that as we live like this, the Holy Spirit is going to speak to us about things that we cannot do in the name of Jesus. Because there are so many things in this world and so many things in each of our lives that man we can't do in the name of Jesus we can't you can't look at pornography in the name of Jesus okay you cannot gossip about your friends or not your friends at school in the name of Jesus okay you cannot uh, work a job stockpiling money to buy a Lamborghini just because you think it would be fun for you and would remodel your hotel room in the name of Jesus. Okay? So, as we strive to do things in the name of Jesus, to do things that Jesus would do, we'll find the Holy Spirit speaking to us about things that, hey, you can't, you can't really do that in the name of Jesus. And, and so that reveals something that, that an area where sanctification needs to take place in your life. Um... I think above all, uh, we want our lives to have an eternal impact. Living our lives for the Lord and for His glory will leave an eternal impact. You aren't perfect right now in your, as a human. God sees you as perfect, but right now you're not perfect. But if you listen to the Holy Spirit, if you do it in the name of Jesus, you become perfected and you will live a life that is worthy of the Lord and you will please Him in every way. And that's the verse that we're memorizing. We continually ask that you would be filled with the knowledge of God's will through all the wisdom and the understanding that the Holy Spirit brings. You're, you're checking me. So that you would live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. Paul sent this letter to them with that goal in mind. I want you to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. I want your life to be worthy of the Lord. And in order to do that, you've got to know what God's will is. And to know God's will, you've got to be listening to the Holy Spirit. And if you want the Holy Spirit to ask to tell you something, you've got to ask him. And um, that's how you're not going to live for this world. You're going to fix your eyes on things above. And... Um, yeah, I just wanna pray over you guys because you guys are a generation that is gonna change the world. I'm, I'm seeing it, you guys have, there's so much brokenness in the world right now and you guys are in the midst of it. Um, I just met with somebody yesterday um, and we're gonna wrap up here in one minute. I just met with somebody yesterday who I met at the Delano School at a rally that we had and um, This person called me and I didn't even remember who they were, Uh, but they wanted to meet because they were going through some difficulties in life. And I met with this dude and I had like an hour and a half long conversation with this guy and I dropped him off in his house and he told me that he was a girl. And I was like, no way, you are, there's so much brokenness in her life and you guys are the generation that, is, that has those peers who are just so incredibly broken and don't know who they are. Their eyes are fixed on this earth and things below. They don't even know what it means or looks like to fix their eyes on things above and to have hope that you have inside of you. You carry the hope of Jesus in you. You carry the life-changing power of Christ in you. You have died to your sin and you are, have been resurrected with Christ into a new life. You used to have a life like all these people in the world who are so messed up and broken, but you don't anymore because you have been perfected. You have been made righteous. You have gone through a process of justification and the world needs you.